Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello and welcome to Clash of the Titles, the podcast where two movies with something in common are pitted against each other in a fight to the death. On Monday, I gave Vicky a night to remember. So today, she's refusing to allow me on her massive piece of wood as we're talking Titanic. Titanic was called the ship of dreams. And it was. It really was. All right, open your eyes. everything I need right here with me. I figure life's a gift, and I don't intend on wasting it. Who wins? You're about to find out in Clash of the Titles. Release the Kraken! Hello, Clash Potters. I'm the king of the world. I'm Vicky Crompton. <laughs> and no Alex this week. So you're setting sail with just the pair of us, which is a bit annoying as he was supposed to present this one. Uh, so how are you feeling about going through the biggest movie of all time <laughs> at the last minute, Vicky? This is my moment. <laughs> I don't know. I think we're going to we'll be all right. It'll be quicker, if anything. <laughs> yeah. We know some stuff. We remember some stuff. Sure. We've, we've done seen a bit of research. Yeah. We've definitely seen the film. Yeah. Lords. Um So should we get into it? Yes, please. Uh, on Monday, I sank the podcast. So let's see if my <laughs> able seaman friend can do any better today. Uh, Vicky, take us on a voyage. Titanic is just like a night to remember but a jacked-up version, mm. which in Norway views the sinking of the unsinkable through rose-tinted glasses. Oh. 
not to be callous. <sighs> and I guess James Cameron was never stuck between, it gets worse actually, mm. a brock and a hard place mm. when writing about the great love joy of his life mm. and just decided to spice it up a bit, oh, making billions of dollars, oh, no. winning a ton of Oscars, becoming the scourge of ferry companies the world over, as they were all simultaneously forced to install extra guardrails at the prow of their vessels to stop knobheads like me trying to fly. That's it. And it, obviously I ran out of steam, but once I knew I had jacked up, mm. I was like, I can run with this. No, you did start strong. It started really strong. Yeah. It's not my fault that like, I ran out of names. Like the Titanic, you didn't successfully make it to <laughs> the end of your journey. I did no. Now then, this, I'm super excited to be talking about Titanic because it feels like a film that is imprinted in my brain. I went to the cinema to see it. The cinema was jam-packed. It was a ginormous event. Mm. I couldn't believe how much I loved it. And I've seen it two or three times since then and then another in the week for the podcast. But I'd forgotten it was three hours and a bit long, if I'm honest. So I went back to it with a bit of trepidation. And then within about five minutes, I was like, yeah, I love this film. I will stay here all day. Yeah, you don't feel the you don't feel the time. You do don't you? feel the runtime, no. which is absolutely insane. He's very good at his job, James. So yeah, Cameron. a cinema trip for me, obviously, it'd be like it was for the rest of the country. What about you? Not me. What the f- what? No, I know. You go to the cinema to see everything. I know. And you, but I... wait, just hold up. When we did Final Destination, you're like, I've been to the cinema to see every single one of the Final Destination yeah. films, but not this. No. Why? Oh, is it a horrible story? Sorry. No, not really. Okay. No. I mean, it's not the, It's not brilliant, but it's not horrible. So, um, you know, I've, I've read all the stuff leading up to this in all my film magazines, and this was going to be the big disaster. Yeah. The big James Cameron. It's hubris. Yes. Um, and uh, But it was obviously a very romantic film. I was dating someone at the time. Yeah. And so, I think, it did it come out at Christmas? I feel like it came out at Christmas. Oh, I don't know. And so um, I said to her, let's watch it when we're back from the holidays in January together. And she said, yeah, sure. And then over Christmas, she watched it with her parents. Right. And then came back in January and said she didn't want to watch it again. I thought you were going to say she broke up with you over Christmas. No. Which so, is, there's a thousand Christmas movies like that. So. And so then I decided I didn't want to watch it on my own at the cinema. Because you... And, and my mate... I mean, I was in, I'm at uni. My mates didn't want to come with me to see Titanic. Okay. So... Um, you have to use a girl as cover <laughs> to get in. <laughs> well, I didn't... I wasn't in the habit of going on my own to the cinema back then either. Not back then, no. No. I mean, it was, it was coming soon for Go. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, it was me and the old lady. <laughs> yeah. The David Lean in Croydon. Yeah, just yeah. you too. Just me and the old lady. She was in the wrong screening. She loved it, the <laughs> filthy cow. Um, so a few months later, in my college at uni, they had a big area next to the bar called The Well. And on a Sunday night, they would screen a movie for us. And one week it was Titanic. So I thought, sod it, I'll watch Great. it there. Yeah. So I went into it, I'll be honest, quite cynically, mm-hmm. uh, thinking I'm not going to like this film. And I completely checked out when Billy Zane said the line about Picasso. I couldn't believe my ears. I couldn't believe it was in a film. And from that moment on, I just didn't like the film. Right. Um, it is annoying. I, and I've I, forgotten about it. And, and because of that, I found, and it's mainly him and his performance that was my issue at the time. Right. So I was really, I was finding myself laughing at the film and probably annoying the people around me, the mainly around you. <laughs> mainly women. It was mainly women because when the lights came up and I was laughing, they were all crying, and I was like, "Oh, this is 
I've just I've got this. Wrong. I've got this wrong. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I didn't. I didn't watch it again for years. I have watched it once since then. And yeah, it's just, it's just a very well crafted film. It it just ticks a lot of boxes. Yeah. Um, in terms of how to make the most successful film of all time. Yeah. It sh- and yeah, it shouldn't have succeeded, but it did because Why? It, Cause it's too long. It just does some weird things. Like you're trying to do the ultimate four quadrant movie. Yes. But you've got nudity and sex in it. Like you wouldn't do that now. My God, the sex scene. I was 16 when this came out. Maybe, yeah, whatever. I was young. And I couldn't believe what... Like I've said to you before, I was quite a late developer in that department. And it was the... St- it is. I mean, it's very steamy, literally steamy. But it really shocked me at mm. how... It's raunchy. It is. It is. It's erotic. It is erotic. It is erotic. Uh, but I feel, but the point of this is, I guess, James Cameron knows better than us. I mean, I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't think a good idea would be to stick a happy ending on the end of Titanic. Yep. He did. It worked. I wouldn't think to put a Celine Dion song on the end. No. He didn't really want to do no, that. No, he But also, he didn't want to like put a pop song on. But obviously, that worked. Like Everything about this film just worked. There's something... Yeah, you're right. It is, it's witchcraft in a way because I remember being in the cinema and I'm the king of the world and I'm, you know, I'm not that different from what I was when I was 16. Mm. So I was like, I shouldn't like this. I should find this absolutely ludicrous and yet the, I'm so charmed by it. Mm. It's it, there's, Yeah, it's witchcraft. I've been bewitched by it. Well, I won't tell you too much about it because everybody knows everything. The very short story is James Cameron is obsessed with the freaking Titanic and decides to make a movie about the freaking Titanic and that's kind of it isn't because we know we talk about that I think apocryphal story about him uh, drawing uh, a dollar sign through the S oh I love that at the end of Alien yeah to make it didn't he say to the studio Romeo and Juliet and then point to a picture of the Titanic Is that how this film got made? I'm sure I've read that somewhere. But it's confusing because Leonardo DiCaprio had just been in Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. So is that what, maybe that's why you think that. I don't maybe. know. Maybe. It's a very, very good idea. Because it is Romeo and Juliet on the Titanic. And not to be too snarky about A Night to Remember, but A Night to Remember does kind of prove that the story itself is not enough for you as a modern audience. Like you've just seen A Night to Remember. That is the story of the Titanic without any sort of additions fancy bells and whistles and actually your my attention did wander a bit because it's like i just need another plot going mm. on to thread everything together for me um so what about casting so casting so obviously kate winslet as rose now everybody wanted this gwyneth paltrow winona Ryder, reese with a spoon claire danes claire danes you can't do that anyway because just done that but what i remember and i wanted to ask you if you remembered this and it was all a, like a normal conversation not even to have with your friends but just this is the way people talked about it but it's like why have they cast the fat english girl do you remember all of that like she's fat obviously not um i've heard people say that since but i don't i don't remember it i do i remember the big fuss that she was unknown i don't think i I read those magazines though that would call her fat. that's such a good point yeah that's the women's mag very damaging the film magazines wouldn't be saying that they wouldn't would they would they not say it like in a sort of roundabout way like health i don't know something awful no but she's like your period piece girl she's done heavenly creatures is heavenly creatures set in the past yeah i can't remember yeah it is Sense and Sensibility she'd done by this point and Hamlet, I want to say. Can't remember, but period, period, period. And I remember thinking, and everybody thought, who is this girl that's kind of come up on the inside and beaten you Gwyneth Paltrow and all the rest of it? Mm. Uh, but it's now, you can't not see her do it kind of thing. It is a big swing, I think, for James Cameron to cast her and for her to get it, but it obviously it's brilliant. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio as Jack, obviously. 
also considered, allegedly. Matthew McConaughey, Billy Crudup, Stephen Dorff, no, none of these. Tom Cruise, absolutely not. No disrespect, but no. Uh, did I say Chris O'Donnell? <laughs> but, but no, he's and not. And Jared Leto was quite close to getting Really? Well. Yeah, I yeah. didn't know that. I can't imagine it. Um, and that's all I have to say about that. Uh, what we need to talk about really is the money. This is my favourite fact. So... It's 195 minutes running time. It costs about 200 million to make. So that neatly means, as a mm. journalist, you can go, it's nearly a million dollars a minute, mm. which is brilliant. What yep. a brilliant, brilliant fact. So it was the most expensive film ever made at the time. I don't remember, but you were saying, and I believe you, did people think it was going to be awful and it, it was just oh, yes. gonna, it was going to sink, quote marks? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there were constant articles about it, even in the mainstream press, because it was it was going further and further over budget. And it was going um, further and further over schedule. And it made it to the mainstream press because I guess DiCaprio was starting to become a name. Although this is really what made him the name. Otherwise, he'd just been in a bunch of very good teen movies. But um, because it was the Titanic, that's why it it reaches the tabloids in the UK. Because there was, was, you know, universal interest because we all know the story of the Titanic. And it's it's something, as Brits, we're proud of. And so I remember... Which is weird. Yeah, I'm being ironic. Um, Yeah, I remember reading about this. And it it got to the point where it ended up needing two studios to fund it. There was some co-funding going on. Oh, I remember So one studio released it domestically, the other other globally, because it, it, it... you know, it was it was costing too much and they did not think they were going to be able to make their money back. Yeah. I mean, I did see there was some stuff I read, like James Cameron, they were like, do we get rid of him? What do we do? And he's like, you can't get rid of me. To get rid of me, you'd have to fire me and to fire me, you'd have to kill me because mm. he's like, this is my film. But he shot just so much. He just... Although it costs 200 million and you can see a lot of the money on screen, there is a lot on the cutting room floor also of stuff that he just filmed and it didn't, yeah. you know, it just didn't yeah, make it. Yeah, all the stuff he cut, you can see why he cut it. But you've got to remember as well, he's coming off the back of the abyss, yeah. which was a massive flop. Yeah. It was a, it was a big underwater flop. Yeah, so he's like, I'll do it again. Yeah. I, I need to go back underwater. Yeah, and he's done it again with Avatar. God, yeah, he's obsessed, he loves, isn't he? No, he, lo- he, loves, he loves the underwater stuff. And, and this came out of him, obviously. Um, see, we're, we're piecing this together because <laughs> Alex had done the research. Um, came out of him actually doing dives down to the Titanic yes. and getting actual footage of the ship. He was obsessed with it in that way. And I think part of the reason he wanted to make the movie was to fund more trips down there mm-hmm. to see what was going on and, and get more footage. Someone else for him yeah. to go down there. Very, very smart, very smart. And I have since... Uh, because I wasn't, uh, I was still at uni, like I said, when this came out. But a few years later, I was working, covering movies. And I did go to the IMAX to see his, is it Ghosts of the Deep? He made a feature-length documentary about the Titanic. Right. Which is fascinating and more interesting to me, to be honest, watching that on the IMAX, seeing inside. And, yeah, yeah, seeing the Titanic. I mean, it's it's a bit ghoulish, but, I mean... I think it's okay now. It's, it's such okay a long now. time ago. Yeah, yeah. It's no, it's, it's no one's mum or dad down there Not anymore. anymore. Not anymore. Well, uh, so as we remember, it was nominated for 14 Oscars. It won 11. I'd forgotten that Kate Winslet and... Oh, what's the name of the actor who plays old roles? Can't remember. Gloria Stewart. Yes. So they were both nominated. 
Now, no disrespect to either of them, but I don't think it's an Oscar an Oscar nom for either of them. Like I think I think Kate Winslet's fantastic, Glory Stewart's also fantastic, but I think it, I think people just got very very fucking carried away. I mean, I would I would suggest that Oscars aren't always uh, a, a listing of the best movies yes, of the year you do suggest or the best that. performances. And I agree with you. It's it's whatever people are just You'll talking like about. The at first that time. time you said that, that's the first time that's ever occurred to me as a grown up, and you only said it about two years ago. I only thought. Of it about five years ago. <laughs> I was well into the Oscars, and then I, I now I hate them with such a passion. I, know you I hate the version of me that was into them. Yeah, it's so the whole thing is so ridiculous. You changed me and, before. Uh, I was like, but it's for the, for the best things. But I now mean, it's not. What was it? Was this the LA Confidential year? Yeah, it was, I'm sure yeah. there was five better films. That Kim Bassinger won. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and uh, you know, everyone's. I think. Leo and Kate are fine and Gloria Stewart's fine. I think Billy Zane's terrible. I think everyone else is brilliant. Do you so think w- Billy Zane's terrible? That's so interesting. Yeah. I was never bothered by him and now I had a... I think he gets a... He's obviously very camp villain towards the end, but I think when he's doing some acting, I actually think it's good now. Okay. No, I don't... I, not for I, you. I, not for me. I mean, uh, maybe he's being directed that way. Yeah. I mean, he'd just done a movie called Dead Calm that we're going to do at some point on the podcast where he's terrific as the villain, the piece. Yeah. So he's being directed to, to twirl his moustache uh, <laughs> metaphorically yeah. throughout this film. But but his lines are so stupid. Uh, and he's so... Is he... Would you say he's callous? <laughs> callous, cal, cal... Yes, yeah. I would! That he, he, um, he takes me out of the movie every time he's on screen because I just feel like I'm watching a Looney Tune, you know, character <laughs> yeah. with, 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 with the girl, uh, you know, tied, tied by rope to, to the train, train tracks. tracks. <laughs> That's what I feel like I'm looking at with him. <laughs> but, it's, but, you know, this time I watched it, I, I'm not annoyed as annoyed now as I was in 97 because I know what to expect. I'm like, oh, these are the funny bits where it's just going to be a bit broad and, bit you know, someone that we yeah. want, we, 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 we need to hate someone uh, because... Obviously, the Titanic story isn't interesting enough yeah. without having a fucking villain. Agreed. <laughs> it, it, it is. Um. So, I'll tell you about the film then. Yeah, let's do it. All right. All right. Here we go. Here we go. So, let me just check the time just to be on the safe side. Okay, good. We've got a lot to get through. So, we're under the sea. Mm. <laughs> this is obviously from a perspective, like, I've seen this film about four times. So, there's the platform. Now, the first time I saw that in the cinema, I was like, cool, I guess. Now you see the platform, the prow of the ship where yeah, people yeah. are going to fly. And you're like, my heart. I was like, oh, it's there. Like, it's become famous for the film to me. And didn't they have to flip the image here? I think famously that he's only he only had one half of the side of the boat. I don't know. And so for the the scene where it's leaving, they had to flip the image and flip everything, and they even had to move the mole on Kate Winslet's face from one side to the other digitally. Cool. I like that. I like that too. So the thing is, I remember being in the cinema and thinking, right, we're underwater. That's cool. What's going to happen in a minute is the screen's going to wibble, 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 and we're going to go back in time. Mm. But instead, we're with. Brock Lovett. <laughs> That's a hell of a name. Yeah. Uh, Bill Paxton. And he's all, oh, the Titanic on her final voyage. And then he's like, enough of this bullshit. So he doesn't respect the Titanic. And then he's like... No, he... He hasn't no, let he's it told his he's, heart. He's told he's full of shit. Yes. Uh, but I agree with you. But Lewis, te- he's saying, come out of the darkness like a ghost ship. And then Lewis, the big guy uh, with the beard, tells him he's full of shit. Yeah. And that's when... Yeah, that's when we, we establish that he is there... For the money. He's a treasure hunter. He's, He's a, a treasure hunter. Is is Brock James Cameron? <gasps> 
Oh. I think he is. I think. Do you think James Cameron thinks he is, or is there? I think the- he thinks. I think that Brock is a version of him. Although Brock at the end learns that Titanic isn't to be exploited, whereas James Cameron decided <laughs> it very much is. I'm going to make two films about the Titanic. I'm going to re-release the first film a couple of times. Yes. I'm going to wring every last drop of I'm cash. I'm going to make literally billions of dollars from this story. So I think he thinks he's better than Brock or he's the man that Brock becomes at the end. But I would posit that maybe James Cameron is still I think Brock Levitt from the beginning. So, um, Lewis, yeah. who... Um, is a writer and director in real life, that actor. Uh, he wrote the film Deep Star Six, Alex. <laughs> oh, I want to do that, yeah, but it's not, it's not available. <laughs> <laughs> is it available? A bit of conversation uh, about that. Oh, well, no, we'll do it. Put it, yeah. put it we'll we'll definitely do it, Alex. We'll definitely and then do it. you say, what do you do it against? And I've got silent because I've got absolutely yeah, no idea. Leviathan. Brilliant. The abyss. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> we, we'll never do it. <laughs> <laughs> so a little bit of intrigue for your modern audience is payday. What does that mean? Anyway, because <laughs> it's 1997, uh, Rose, old Rose, she's straight through on the phone to Brock, no messing around. It's easy. In, in. Hello, can I have the scavenger ship? Yeah. Looking at the Titanic, no problem. So she knows about the, the 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 heart of the ocean, the jewel of the ocean, and that, he says to her, that makes you my new best friend. I would also say it very much makes it her diamond necklace and not his. Mm. Interesting power dynamic. Um, yep. We'll come back to that. So this freeloading old lady gets on the uh, the boat with Brock. He doesn't just ask her, which I would, where's my fucking necklace? No. So, fine. And so, this might be jumping to the end. Oh, no, please, welcome. But it corresponds with this she brings a lot of luggage with her yeah she brings everything she owns i know what you're gonna say and i i i do does she is she going to die that's what i think wow i've always thought that Mm. she brings all her stuff she knows it's the end Mm. i never thought about it that much she's gonna tell such a long story yeah it's going to kill her and she is a hundred and she's a hundred now 101 next month but she knows she ain't gonna see that day she was 87 in real life but she looks is it for me to say <laughs> she looks much older than that? They, uh, they, they yeah. She, it's makeup. Oh, really? Okay, yeah, no, I she didn't, didn't know that. She didn't look. She didn't look that. I mean, eighty-seven's not young. No, but yeah, if you look at picture of her, she's much more glam. They, oh, they, good. they glammed her down. Okay. Um, yeah. Are, are, are you ready to go back to Titanic? No. Yes. No. I want to because I'm in the cinema thinking, when are we going to go to the Titanic? But we got the Doc Brown moment. Uh, this is via Lewis. Um, yeah. He got a video describing how it went down. It's like a teaser trailer of what we're going to see. Yeah. But also, I mean, why would you make that old lady relive her trauma? I think that's a very good point. I was not prepared for how upsetting I found that reconstruction because when Mm. I saw it when I was younger, I was like, oh, that's cool to know. And now you're like, God, poor Rose. And he's like, and this is where you all died. Very odd. But I did find it upsetting about, you know, understanding how all these people were going to die. Yes, but it's also brilliant filmmaking because... You can understand. They don't have to explain anything later in the film. It's all done. No, yeah, all done. So she settles in to tell her story. It's been 84 years. Brock doesn't say, sure, but where's my actual diamond? It's been 84 years. So we go back, finally. <laughs> Rose almost straight away says, to me, it was a slave ship, which is a breathtakingly insensitive yeah. thing to say. Don't say that. They Don't need say to get that. rid of that. She looks great, though, when she appears from under that purple hat. Oh, she looks she's so, so beautiful. fresh-faced. Yeah. She's such a youngling, though. She's 19. 
Yeah. We can't think, it's hard to think. Anyway, she was. Um, so we have the, a lot of what I believe is called, in our continued joke, foreshadowing mm-hmm. with Jack and on the nose dialogue. Hey, boys, someone's life is about to change. <laughs> and it's like, yes, obviously, he wins his ticket. Mm. Um, so this is, he's with his friend Fabrizio. He's one of the other plots that got cut out. So there's a massive. Mm. Other plot. He's got a romance, with, hasn't he? Yeah, with a romance, and it clocks in at like two hours or something. And you, you've got to feel for him and for her, the woman who plays his. She does pop up. She's a blonde woman. She's in steerage. I don't even know her name in this. Yeah, I feel sorry for her. Yeah, because this, she's you'd be like, you'll never guess what agent. But I'm yeah, in Titanic yeah. for love. At least Fabrizio's in it, and and I looked <laughs> him up, and I yeah, I kind of recognise that yeah. guy. He's he's popped up in stuff, but um, yeah, and I, I think I don't know if they ever shot it, but I think in the script there's a. Uh, Cal murders Fabrizio. Really? Yeah, he smashes him in the face into the water with an oar. Because he's a villain. He is. He is. I mean, I'm glad they took it out because there's enough there. Really. <laughs> he went, ha, ha, ha. And then pushed him in the water. So, quick question, which is kind of uh, a cousin of Inflation Corner. Mm. Jack and Rose have got a private promenade deck and their apartments are very, very luxurious. And obviously they've Cal got... and Rose, not Jack and Rose. Sorry, Cal and Rose. Yeah, yeah. They've got this private prom deck. They've got... Sl- I was going to say slaves. No. Serving staff. They're just very, very rich. And I wondered if rich people were comparatively more rich than rich people now and was the gap between the rich and the poor wider. Bearing in mind that this is a ship that ostensibly everyone is on. You poor people are locked downstairs. But if you're like Beyonce rich, Jay-Z rich, you're not on a boat with other people ever. So I was like, oh, when rich rich people were super rich... But the idea of a private prom deck just really blew my mind that you would have all this space and all this luxury and all this luggage and you'd bring a safe with you and things like that and you wouldn't get that now. So on you know, on a on an expensive cruise ship, which you can have anybody on, or the rich seem less rich in some ways, or maybe they're just more separate that we never travel together ever. Do you know what I mean? I have no idea how we got here. It's like inflation a bit. Yeah. Come back to it. Come back to it. It's um fine. do we have to? No, actually. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's enough to talk about. <laughs> yeah, about the value of money. I'm not saying I didn't enjoy it, but I, I didn't enjoy it. Okay. So uh, Jack does his King of the World. I'd forgotten that Rose is trying to um, die by suicide here. Um, mm. That's really huge. I think she looks like she's going to do it. Then they have a big chat about why the cold water is a big deal. The script bothered me here. She's already said to him, the fall will kill you. So why are we talking about the cold water? That You're not going to know how cold the water is. If you fall off the ship there, you're already dead. Yeah, and also, doesn't she know that water's cold? Um, (laughs) Well, he says to her, you seem like an indoor girl, which I quite like that line. It's very clear what Rose sees in Jack. I don't see what Jack sees in Rose that much well, apart she's from just she's so pretty breath- she's very pretty mm. and later on he says you're not just a spoiled rich girl so that's enough is mm. it maybe don't know she's got a spark in her and also Chris she can smoke and drink Guinness so build mm. a life with this woman and she can stand on her toes yeah, I don't like that. But um, he's a manic pixie dream boy, isn't he? Yeah, he really is. Yeah, he, he really is because he pops up to save her. He teaches her to like look inside herself and understand mm. what's true. He asks very little in return. He's got. Has he got an interior life? No, he's got a stupid. I'm an artist. I live by my wits or whatever. Yeah, you're right. Mm. Good spots. I think. I think his teeth should be more realistic as well. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> then and we see how far this goes. And he should smell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just yes. sleep wherever. Oh, gross. Mm. <laughs> I've probably got an STD. <laughs> 
have you seen who I've been hanging out with in France? They're not clean. And nor have I. Probably got not that long to live if I'm thinking about it. <laughs> so she slips and it's a you know, a moment of it's very silly but very lovely as well. So because she slipped, he does genuinely save her and they land on top of each other. We've tumbled I, on top of each other. I've got you, I won't let go. Oh, yeah. I can't pull you up. You've got to pull yourself. It, I mean, it's a bit, it, it, I guess, I mean, everything, it's one of those, it's one of those scripts where it's so tightly scripted. Everything is set up and payoff, isn't it? Every line, every moment feels like there's something. Yeah. I know it's Fabrizio, uh, has a knife on the table in the opening scene where he's gambling Does and that's he? the knife he uses later on oh, to free lovely. the boat. It's like everything, it's it's very well tooled, yeah. isn't it? In the way that you'd expect from this guy who's who's so much about attention to detail. He knows what he's doing. Yeah, yeah but then, but then he'll chuck a line in, won't he? Like, God, not those finger paintings again. <laughs> they certainly were a waste of money. Something <laughs> Picasso. He won't amount to a thing. He won't trust me. The At thing, least they were cheap. This is the thing. Fucking hell. Stuff like that. Who is that for? Are we supposed Who to Who is it for? Ha ha! He, he, no, he does amount to something. We are, we are supposed to do that, <laughs> aren't so we? It's ridiculous. It's just what? Oh, and then, or is the other read of it? It feels well, like it's from a fucking spoof. Yeah. It feels like it's from something the Zucker Brothers would do. Because are you supposed to think, well, Cal is so blind to the to the truth of beauty yeah. that he can't see the value of Picasso. Ha ha ha, isn't Cal an idiot? But he's already been a baddie. He's already going to be quite... I don't know. It, it's not needed, is it? No. And also... It's quite funny where Rose, this 19-year-old spoiled rich girl, is like, I think Picasso's fantastic, or Matisse, or whatever it is. Mm. It's like, what would she know about anything, really? Yeah. Nonsense. Also, the elephant in the room is Jack's drawings are shit. (laughs) So, it doesn't matter. They're porno pictures. There's nothing wrong with that. I don't see the artistic merit in them at all. You know who supposedly did them? Yeah, James Cameron. James Cameron. (laughs) Not good at everything, is he? No, I was purposely making him shit because he's young. <laughs> yeah, it's on purpose, it's on obviously. Purpose. Obviously, I'm just like Picasso. Um, so, I like Billy Zane when um, he says here, Rose is displeased, mm. and he then invites Jack to dinner. It's good because, you know, social things being what they were at the time is quite hard. Although, Rose kind of does manage it to just slip off and have a tryst with someone who wasn't your fiance or even to move between the floors yeah to move between the classes so you have to offer him that invitation otherwise it's not going to happen yep. he gives uh cal gives rose the necklace she doesn't love him brilliant uh then we've got some classic rom-com stuff where jack and rose are with each other on the deck she's looking at his pornographic drawings and they just have a little bit of bounce Yep. You are so annoying. Love you. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I just love stuff like that. And then Madame Bijou is here. So have you seen that photograph? It's a real photograph of a real person. No. So the photographer called, or did she self-identify? Anyway, Madame Bijou, she is like very sort of either this Hungarian madam of a brothel mm. in Paris. But she was supposed to hang out at this cafe every night and she would wear, you know, she's got fake pearls and all these like knackered furs mm. and things like that. And she would tell stories for money about her life. And so it's hard to know what's true and what's embellishment. But she was a divorced, uh, sort of the wife of a captain and a dancer and an erotic model and things like this. So right. Madame Madame Bijou is real and it's quite a famous image and she's this sort of very imposing presence. So it's nice to see nice, her. Nice, yeah. I like I like I like that stuff that's that's sort of put in here. Yeah. Um like uh when Molly gives uh a suit to Jack. Oh my god, I love it. It's that a bit. sun suit, and that's because 
Molly was going back to America because her grandchild was very sick. That's why she was on the boat. So she did have a son around his age. So it it would make sense historically if she did have some of his clothes with her that she was bringing with her. Also for me, it's like, oh my God, we've got a makeover scene. And I'm not even joking. You know how much I love a makeover scene? No, sure. And it's very important to this film that you suddenly see... Leonardo DiCaprio in a tux. Scrubs up very well. Yes, yes he does. What um, a pretty girl. <laughs> <laughs> he is a beautiful young woman. Yeah. That is true. There's an important moment just before that where, which is vile, Jack teaches Rose to spit off Fuck, the ship. What is that, it's man? Dirty. <laughs> it's dirty. There is just some stuff. I'm glad you agree with me on that because you know, you know, I don't, I don't like shitting in films particularly <laughs> you know it's my my least favourite scene in Bridesmaid um, and this is like why are we doing it in, and they're, it's, it's they're minging. hocking it I'm up sorry, they're scrub. swallowing it down it's, it's like I don't know couldn't they have come up with something else fun for them to do yes for him to teach her um you know, because this is a reach around kind of although yes, we get the sure literal is. one obviously we it get the sure literal is. one but um but yeah just you know I haven't sure I had to kick some ice in and I gave a vice football. The thing is, later on, I read somewhere... So the, Right, it's disgusting learning to spit off the side of a ship. It's, 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 and she's not very good at it, so it's going to hit someone. Yeah. That's even worse. But it pays off later when she spits at Cal when she runs away from it. Right. But I read somewhere that that was going to be... She stabbed him with a hairpin or something like that. None of that works. It's important that it's the thing that Jack teaches her is the thing that she does to show that she's yeah, so separate I guess it, from this man. I guess it's fine then. I guess it's fine. I forgot that she does spit, spit at Cal, but... Have it be something else. Well, of course. Have him teach us something else that comes in useful. Well, we will uh, we'll go to High Society dinner after a short break. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. So that's the thing. So, yes, Jack scrubs up well. Now He could almost pass as a gentleman. Almost. Extraordinary. Extraordinary. Thing- he always says what he's thinking, doesn't he, Cal? <laughs> Cal, you need an inner monologue at some point in this movie. I do, like, because it's Leonardo DiCaprio and he is obviously, like, legit, bona fide movie star. So when he 
beautifully lit, looks up the staircase and does a double take when he sees Rose because he's just mm. so enamoured of her beauty. 16-year-old me is like, oh, I love this film <laughs> because they do mess around with the POV stuff as well. And I love that. I love being taken into the Titanic as if I'm walking through the doors of the Titanic. And very mm. often you're looking at a character straight on Mm. And that's nice. It's immersive, isn't it? Amazing though, how how you, you're watching a night to remember. You realise, oh wow, they really they really got it right then because oh, they yeah. just it's just copied and pasted this this staircase. It's the same. It's yeah. the same because they knew. But yeah. I just when I watched a night to remember when I was younger, I had no sense of this is exactly what it was like. Whereas yeah. this, you're banged over the head with it because yeah, that was are. all part of the the story. But um, yeah, it is an amazing thing to 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 see every sort of nook and cranny as it were, of this of this to boat. feel like you're really there. Yeah. So Rolls talks Jack through high society. Now, the point is, I think it's really well paced. I'll come back to it. She's saying to Jack, subtext, I hate all this bullshit too. You know, here is so-and-so. She's with child. She's hiding it. Can't you see? Da-da-da-da-da. So the point is, this pair are going to work. That's what you need to know as the audience because she hates the world she's in. She's uncomfortable. He's pretending. He's going to like pass for a minute, but he hates it as well. He thinks it's pretentious and all the rest of it. It's never clear to me why she would hate it. She's been raised this way. She's been schooled this way. Her mum is well on her case to like be on brand with it but she has an instinctive mm. displeasure for the class that she's been born into and uh, it's a bit ungrateful obviously but otherwise Jack and Rose have nothing in common Is it born out of the fact that she just doesn't love Cal? I wonder And then so everything else seems yeah. because because we're made well aware that she's having to marry Cal because they've lost all their money Yes And so that sort of rips everything apart of what her what society The artifice and yeah. all of that Yeah I mean, I would suck it up, to be honest. When when he turns violent later, obviously not. But at this point, it's like, it seems all right. I think yeah, I could, I'd manage. He's pretty fit. He's, he's extraordinarily good looking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's a bit of a bastard, I, but... I once did a photo with Billy Zane when I was pissed. You shouldn't do that, Chris. I was at a party in Cannes and I went up to him and said, um, excuse me, do you know if Billy Zane would let me have a photo with him? And he said, what? I said, do you think Billy Zane would let me have a photo with him? He said, let me ask Billy Zane's people. And he pretended to talk to someone behind him. And he said, Billy Zane says it's cool. So we did a picture and then he looked at it and said, you're not pouting enough. Pout, pout like this. And then so I've got and a picture of us it. pouting. Yeah. And that was the end of my interactions with Billy he Zane. like a weird little goblin. He looks like a fucking god. We both look good. Both those things can be true. Very true. So, I mean, you know, a very stereotypical, I want to say, scene where Jack is poor, but he's honest. And his honest ways just charm the living shit out of this table, apart from Rose's mum, who has got this boy's number. Well, she says he's an insect. <laughs> but she can sense the danger because she knows that Rose is going to try and bone yeah. this child. Yeah. And so that's going to fuck up all her plans. Weird moment here where Jack goes to all the trouble of sneaking a note to Rose that says, meet me at the clock. But the clock is like five seconds over there. Yeah. You could just whisper. In, in front of everyone. Yeah. <laughs> meet me at the what? The, in front of all these people. Me, meet me in the middle of the <laughs> case in the middle of the room not a hidden secret location but just out in full view yeah 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 just over there what when well now basically brilliant um but then we get the scene that is it's been parodied and it's been mocked and all the rest of it but it's basically poor people having the most fun scene. yes 
it's just wildly patronising and it's also intoxicating that you just, you know it's wrong Mm. and you know it's very broad strokes. The worst, absolute worst moment, Rose drinks a Guinness, this girl can drink. She pinches a roll up off someone ooh and then she's like you think you're tough men mm. and she stands on her toes and everyone's like <gasps> and someone says Jesus Mary and Joseph mm. it's like you've got take that out she's a superhero she's a superhero wow wow look at what um, this rich girl can do yeah it, I hate it yeah I, I hate, hate it, it too I'm cringing to death <laughs> and and the fact it was something like I might have almost forgiven it if it was Kate Winslet doing it, but because of the way they've shot it, it's not so her. Obviously, is it? Yeah, yeah, it's like oh, she can't do it. Like, oh, the I, trouble is, why she's got, she got a superpower? She, I thought she was going to go. You think you're tough, men? And she'd had some weird strength that she learned at finishing school where she did the arm wrestle and somehow beat someone. Yeah. That's unrealistic. She later punches someone. You know how I feel about stuff like that. Like, it's so stupid that she punches someone. No, she has a dance-off with one of them. She She's does. doing the Irish... But, but oh, she, yeah. she wins it by you doing some cool ballet move. <laughs> yeah. Bang! It's, and it's much more fun than this thing that's... What? It's really cringy. Yeah, okay. um, Also... Later, so she's going to stink of booze. And I was stressed for it. It's like, are you going to go? I'm not sure what the sexual, not what the sexual relations are, what the, what's proper and what's right. So she's engaged to be married to Cal. Do they share a bed or not? They're definitely sharing these rooms. I don't but- think they do, but <coughs> no. th- there's a question mark about them having sex in a bit, isn't there? When he, when he, he says, I hoped you would come to me. Yeah. And you think, well, you were drunk enough, lady. You probably should have done. Um, but then this, I love this scene. I think the timing of the scene is perfect because Rose is a spoiled rich girl and she's done the, oh, well, well, look at me and stood on her toes. But he tips the breakfast table over because he's livid. because mm. He knows where she's been. In terms of timing for how you feel about her, it's perfect because mm. her situation is much worse than you thought. You know, you could be yes. forgiven for thinking she is a bit of a spoiled rich girl. Actually, yeah. I don't know where her problem Suddenly is. Suddenly he's a physical threat. But he's a physical threat yeah. and her situation is dire and you don't fancy her chances with this man forever. No. If she continues to displease him, he will always be displeased because he's abusive. So you do feel really and sorry it, for and her. And her mum doesn't care. Her mum doesn't care. No. So the line where her mum is like, I like the fact that she gets a bit more human here because she is just this very icy, nice nightmare woman um where she's like we're women and everything's really terrible but it gives her motivation it gives her a motivation sorry that she needs kate winslet she needs roles to get on board otherwise they're done you know our mm. name is the only card we have left to play feels very realistic for the, what we believe of those times mm. um the only thing it ruined for me now i love that scene afresh but later on when rose tells her mum to shut up I remember being in the cinema, being like, yeah, shut up, mum. Stop telling everybody what to do. Stop being such a bitch. But now I feel sorry for mum because I think she's she's not a nice lady. But I think maybe she's doing the thing at the end where she's like, I hope they see the boats according to class. Because Cal's looking at her and she can't let him think that she's not this upper class lady because all this artifice, that her whole future mm. depends on it. So I felt very sorry for her. Anyway. Yeah, but she's essentially selling her daughter. But you would. <laughs> I'm glad you've got sons. Yeah. Don't you? Would you want us to sell our fine things? No, Mum. So all you've got to do is just lie down <laughs> with this it's, handsome It's man. Billy Zane. It's Billy Zane. It's fine. Don't even need to close your eyes. It's fine. Um, my only note here is, honest to God, hand on heart, I don't even give a fuck about the ship. <laughs> this romance has me riveted. Mm. I just could stay in this soapy, melodramatic, will they, won't they, for all day. I absolutely love it. Um <laughs> I hate this scene. I've always hated this scene where 
Rose, because she's plucky. But Mr. Andrews, there's not enough lifeboats. Mm. And he's like, you miss nothing. <laughs> it's like, it's just counting. And, um, and, and then Cal says it shouldn't have any lifeboats. Yeah, mad. <laughs> what are we doing with this character? <laughs> we get that he's a Muppet. <laughs> Talk about over-egging it. Oh, dear. You miss nothing. It's just, we need everyone to think Rose is smart as well as beautiful and relatable because she can drink a pint. Um, so Jackie's on her case. You know, they've got you trapped. Manic Pixie Dream Girl stuff, like you said. But she's chosen and it's time to fly. Lovely business. Mm. We've all seen it prior to going into the film because of the music video, no? Is that true? Ooh, and the trailers. And, and the trailers. Yeah, and the yeah. poster, probably. It was... Um, yeah, what what are your feelings on the song? Oh, um, I hated it at the time. Right. And now I like it. Oh, it's funny, I'm almost the opposite. I thought it was a very beautiful song at the time and then it's just been overplayed. Yeah. i tell you what, this is how you know, actually. Maybe Which I'm like... Which obviously has been overplayed. <laughs> but it, it's a lovely, beautiful melody and it works through the film. But I'm just sick inside of hearing her sing it. But I think the melody is lovely when you hear it. We never do it at karaoke, which means we don't like it that much. No, but it's funny when it start when the film started because I hadn't thought about this film a long time. I wrote down, um, "Oh, this sounds like Enya." Yeah, and I didn't realise that he had written the script to Enya. Yeah, <laughs> what a rebel! <laughs> On his desk, this is my Titanic desk. This is my Enya. Soundtrack. And there was a Scandinavian singer who sings on some of this, and was supposed to do the. The, the big song oh, and then and then gutted Celine Dion Celine's uh, like sorry what you're going to do it without me are Gazumta. you joking <laughs> uh, Cicel uh, Criobe uh, no, no, known commonly as Cicel I should have just said that um, yeah the, the vocals heard throughout the film on James Horner's stuff is yeah. is, is her Okay, and then she got gazumped she did so we come back to the present day this kind of works but I remember it being like a bit of a snigger moment in the cinema but we were also swept away Bill Paxton being very patient with this freeloading lady at this point, she's staying on his boat for nothing. But he's so gripped by the story. And Lewis is the person that you use to to hammer that home because he's been quite. Yes, he what was the sitting, fuck is this yeah, going on? Yeah, and then yeah. he's like welling up and he's he's really really into it. But then it gives you permission to go. Yes, I am also so into this. I couldn't care less about a necklace at this point. It's fun because mm. it's you know it's the pivot point for the whole film, and yet. You just stop caring about it. It's, it's, it's kind of a curiosity where it's going to end up and where it's going yeah. to pop up. But really, really, you know, expertly done to kind of bury it in that way. <laughs> now then, uh, Chris, draw me like one of your French girls. Mm. I've written down dram me like one of your French girls. I don't know what that means. Um, it, well, it's yeah. not correct because no. it's definitely draw. Draw. I mean, I cannot tell you. I've, you know, it's it's just a line that <laughs> it isn't just me. You've seen comedians do this where if you've been wearing something a bit saucy and one of your friends says, ooh, draw me like one of your French girls. Oh, God. It just, my heart, I just, I think it's absolutely ridiculous for a character to say that. Mm. Also, stress, 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 stress. Draw me like one of your French girls. Be very quick because this whole cabin belongs to my fiance. Yeah. How long does brandy and cigars ever last? The stress. I just can't cope with it. The stress. And also, uh, show don't tell. 
they are showing us, but then she tells us it was the most erotic moment of my life. Yeah. And I don't want to think about an old lady being erotic. But that's why it's a good line. No, it's good. I like that. But also, it's it it, it borders on farce when it's like, I've got, you know, uh, Kate wins at Rose is meant to appear fully nude, but Jack's got a very well-placed sketch pad and things like that. Like, it's it's almost laughable. Well, it is laughable. I don't know why I'm being so kind. Like Yeah, it's an Austin Powers joke. Yeah, you can't see her fanny because of this bug's in the way. Did you want to? I mean, it would, do you know what? Full nudity isn't... What am I trying to say? There is something very different about someone wearing knickers and someone not wearing mm. knickers in terms of like the eroticism and it's much more real and human and she would have had, for the time, she definitely would have like a full thatch, which would yeah, have been yeah. interesting. Um, it's different, isn't it? It's just people yeah. seeing people in their pants. We're also like inured I, to that. Aren't I we? think while she's telling the story, old Rose should be knocking one out as well. Old Rose in yeah. front of her granddaughter. Yeah, just be like, sorry, that just doesn't take me back. It's just I've, I've forgotten. All and this. also, P.S. This is my last night on Earth, so <laughs> I'm why not? To die. Yeah, I actually don't give a shit can, what you think. You just leave the room <laughs> or don't. Whatever. <laughs> Love it like that. What are we talking about? I'm really sorry I said that. But also, it's okay. It, it fits thematically because then Leonardo DiCaprio shades the nipples on this drawing and you're like, what? what's this? I'm so glad I wasn't there with my parents because I could have gone with my parents. It's meant to be a four-quadrant film, like you said. Mm. Thank God I was with my best friend because we were like, <laughs> I just wouldn't have been able to and I get, with That it. is another weird aspect of the success of this film. It was kind of marketed and certainly watched by tweens. Yeah. I mean, very young people were going yeah. to see this and it's, it, it's very saucy yeah it is jack i want you to draw me like one of your french girls so what i like here they get rumbled by spicer lovejoy lovejoy spicer i can't remember which way around his name it's is. called spicer lovejoy yeah, evil butler played by one of my favorite actors david warner oh yeah he's killed by the shard of glass in, in omen. omen yeah, yeah. he's oh, great yeah. a lot of horror he a lot of horror and you realise that, I mean, they are young as actors, but they are, as a couple, they're just silly kids because there's another way to play this romance. They don't know they're going to die. So you play the romance as in you sort of take Cal for a bit of a ride, like you play the part of loving fiancé mm. so that you can have access to your bit on the side without being found out. But they're just kids, so they run through the ship, they're just being in the moment, and are you happy for them? I'm happy for them until the point where them snogging... Um, Gets everyone killed. Uh, now, I was about to say, is this film saying that they are so red hot that the person that's looking out for icebergs yep. is staring at them? Yep. And so Jack and Rose sank the Titanic. That's what happens. Madness. I'd forgotten. <laughs> I'd forgotten the lookout is watching them kiss. Yeah. And uh, then he clocks the iceberg. Yes. Then he says iceberg right ahead. Right ahead. Dead, ahead. dead ahead. Dead ahead. No, he says iceberg right ahead. I've written it down. So okay. that's correct. Sorted, so that answers yep. your question. It does. And um, they're too late to turn the ship. So, yeah, they did it. Because they were perving on these two. But you can't, you'd have to look. I mean, they're just, they're, they're just. <laughs> just I suppose too, so. They're too titillating. There you go. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so, and then Jack is framed for theft. Now, it's really, it's really sort of, I don't mean child ish in, in in a sort of snarky way it's like fairy tale storytelling right at the worst possible moment jack is framed for theft and banished to the prison kind mm. of thing it's so satisfying it's like the ship is going down but your boyfriend is chained to this pipe in this basement room <laughs> listen to yourself i know <laughs> it's so satisfying i've gone mad but also in a more grown-up story beat rose is about to get a beating from her fiance yeah. and the sinking of the ship is what saves her 
And I do like that. Cal slaps her in the face and calls her a slut. Yeah, and that's not going to stop there until this person comes in and is like, you need to put your life belt on. Mm. Um, So eventually, you know, we're going up on deck. Rose is offered a place on the boat. She says no, and she spits at Cal, which as a payoff, I think is absolutely superb. Yeah, um, you're making me forgive the spitting scene from earlier, even though it made me feel sick. Yeah, 100%. And I wouldn't forgive it if this wasn't in it, because it's disgusting. Uh, I thought of you here, a lot of not now love moments. She goes Mm. down to rescue Jack. She wastes quite a lot of time kissing him. Mm. She should be rescuing him. Uh, she does yeah, punch someone, though. Lovejoy's sort of a Bond villain here, isn't he? What is he, his he's deal? He's playing with his, his Chekhov's gun. Yeah. He's he's pushing bullets around. He's, he's having him. a great time. Yeah, he is. But it's a it's a bit broad, isn't it? It um, makes no sense. This, now, this, I'd forgotten bit about this shot. All it is really is a couple of shots. But Rose has got the axe. She's wading through a submerged, almost submerged corridor using the pipes overhead to uh, sort of carry her along. And she's got this Empire Line dress on and obviously she's wet through. But she looks like a James Cameron action hero. It looks like aliens to me, but she's yeah. a vintage action hero. And I absolutely love that. Yeah, and we should say that, you know, famously, James Cameron sets aren't pleasant places to be. He's yeah. a pretty tough... Oh, did you read the thing about them two having a wee in the water? Oh, you won't like that. No. Leonardo DiCaprio, Kate Winslet are submerged in water quite a lot. And yeah. you know what it's like? Yeah, that yeah. makes you need a wee and it's freezing. Yeah. That makes you need a wee. So occasionally it's easier just to wee. In Fine. The... No, I'm for, I'm for that. Do you think so? Yeah. What if it goes in your mouth? I mean, it's obviously health and safety issue. Do you know what but... I'm saying? That I, w- I went swimming at the weekend to a, like a baby pool and oh. it's like, that is just, don't yeah. get that in your mouth. 50% like... piss. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I, I, Kate Winslet famously had a very rough time on this shoot and I think these scenes, I think she nearly drowned and she had Jesus. PTSD and it was, you know, you know, it, it was obviously a safe set. But it's. I think it was a bit touch and go a couple of times. Yeah. In order to get the shots. Yeah. Yeah. You'd have to know it was going to be the biggest film of all time. Um. But it was all fine. <laughs> um. Now, Cal, he misses his chance to board. But now, I, I know that he's a bit of a daft character. But does he say no because he loves roles in his own weird way, or or what? What's going on? Like he's like, no, I won't get on. He finds roles, gives her the cult which has got the necklace in it, lies that both him and Jack will be fine. She's doofus. She believes that for a bit. But then she steps off the boat to be reunited with Jack, which just then turns Cal into, like you say, very much a cartoon villain. He loses it, chasing after them. He really doesn't have the time, but he starts shooting at them. I mean, it's a bit distracting. I don't really need to see them being chased around the ship. I agree. Yeah, and they obviously cut. They obviously cut cut some of this because we don't see how Lovejoy gets the cut on his face from when he has a fight with um with Jack. Um, but yeah, it it suddenly turns into an action movie. Yeah, you know that is James Cameron's speciality. Saw what he shot with her in Aliens and was like, oh fuck, that's normally what I do actually. So let's just do that. Well, he's trying. He's put. He's just chucking everything in, isn't he, into the meat grinder? But um, I will say that. Uh, Rose getting off that boat at the last second means no one else can get on that boat so she's effectively killed someone selfish and I would posit that by Rose returning to Jack yes uh, that's what gets Jack killed because if Jack's on his own he is a survivor he is surviving this one way or another he he finds the bit of wood 
Yeah, you're right. One way or another. So Rose has killed two people here, as well as everyone on the boat for getting off with him. Yeah, 100%. Um, she is the villain. She is. You know? <laughs> Cal's the superficial villain, but dig a bit deeper. Have a look. Really yeah. think about it. Selfish woman. She is. But she's very spoiled. She is. So I messaged you when I was watching this, because this is the bit that got me, and I right. don't even remember it. And it, the little boy's scared of... He's just a character. He's just, you know, I don't even know if he has a name, but... It's, to, it's actually to make sure that you know that Jack and Rose are very good people because they will try to rescue this little boy before his dad intervenes. Yeah. But he's really scared of the water and he's crying and he can't step into it. And it just, I just, I just started crying and I was just like, I can't, I cannot, I cannot deal with this. I'd never thought about that before. And James Cameron doesn't shy away from it because the father and son are swept away and they, they are dead. You don't mm. see it, but it's a lot of water and they're not going to survive that. And it's, uh, cynical because it is there to go oh well they're so good they would try to rescue him but it also works for another reading which is you're just showing the fucking endless human misery of this horrible yeah, horrible yeah. disaster yeah. And, and and it's it's Jack helping a child and Cal using a child to get on a boat very good point that is yeah. that is a contrast between them and yeah I mean they're laying it on thick because you've got Jeanette Goldstein popping up with red hair yeah. uh, doing a very Irish accent yeah <coughs> why did he cast her as an Irish I mean I guess he cast her as Mexican didn't he and- Freaking yeah. aliens doing a very Irish accent to her kids. Yeah, but then that's the thing. Like, you know, this is where, you, like you say, just quick mo- sort of what is a montage of like Cal steals the child, the band are staying together, which is very moving again. And then yeah, the old sorry, couple. There is and- one other bad actor in it, and the, the leader of the band is not good. He's not good, is he? No. Is he like just a real musician? Yeah, is he is. I, I yeah. checked, and he he's not he's not done other acting. He's obviously a musician, and it's yeah, it's really bad. It's all, it's he gets about shit. three lines, and they're really wooden. Obviously, JC thought he had it. It's an important scene as well. Yeah, it's much better in a night to remember because because <laughs> he can. Act. That's a horrible thing to say, isn't it? But it's just the way his line delivery is mm. is not good. Uh, you've got the old couple on the bed. I think that was in the trailer because that feels such a momentous thing where that. they've decided to stay behind and the water's coming in. Yeah, that does it for me. Yeah, God. It's just so much, but you just know, tucking the fucking children Because I told you cocoon makes me cry. I know. This is the cocoon moment. <laughs> telling them a story and it's like, them oh a story, God, yeah. we're all going to die. Uh, so I had to have a bit of a pause then to sob. Uh, the captain goes down... The mm. shift. We're not. We're not sure how true that is. Isn't it? There's oh, really? Different reports of how the captain goes down. I mean, I think he went down with the ship, but right. in 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 what way he did that? Okay. Um. Yeah, it's all interesting. Lightoller doesn't come out of this version as well as he does the other one. No. He, he seems. He seems. He, he's level-headed in the night to remember, whereas here he does seem to lose his head. Yeah. Um. And threatens to shoot people that are panicking like dogs. They're panicking like dogs, exactly. He's going to sh- no. He's going to shoot them like dogs because they're panicking. Not yeah. Dogs don't panic more or less than anything else. I guess they're not very <laughs> panicky creatures. Or are they? Are they? Sometimes I, I think. I know yeah. fucking nothing about dogs. Yeah. I bet Alex. A f- the Simon panic confirmed. Yes, yeah, he's he nodding. Does. He doesn't. He's nodding. He doesn't like it when Alex leaves the house. He gets... But we've got all the stuff Ismay doing, sneaking onto the boat. We've got that yeah. scene. Um, I love the bit where they so Jack and Rose have gone to the top of the ship now so they're sort of yes. hanging on the ship and off the ship and then Rose is like oh this is where we first met <laughs> is it the right time for that what a mad thing to <laughs> say forget deja vu Jack <laughs> Uh, um, Do you remember two days ago we were just here and it was all fine is that where they meet the uh, the baker though yeah we have the baker here don't we Which but we don't lovely. know anything else about because yeah he's not been in 
He's not been in any. He pops up a couple of times. Does he? Yeah, yeah. We see him a couple of times. He's 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 um tying the chairs together and yes, things. So he's washing the chairs together. Yeah, yeah. They got that bit. They got that bit in there. And then the vertical drop and hold on. Oh, that's what I meant to say to you. In a night to remember, Mister Andrews says to that couple, "Do not stay on the ship. Don't stay on the ship till the last minute. Get off the ship. Go in the water. Yeah, wear and something it, white. Doesn't he say? Where, which is actually brilliant. Yeah, I love stuff like that. That's great. Like actual advice. In this, Jack is like, we stay on the ship until the very last minute and then we'll get sucked under and then follow me. And so it's those are two completely different bits of advice. Yeah. And I wondered which is, you know, I'm obsessed with like, how do I survive these things? Which is the best piece. I'm not expecting you to know. No, I think Andrew's advice is the best one. Get off as quickly as possible. Yeah. Because you can imagine getting sucked under and never coming back up. And you never come back up. But obviously that's... uh, you know, based on the the Lightoller book, yeah, that him getting popped out like a champagne cork is what saved him. And yeah. so, but that feels like a more chancy thing, yeah. than just to get clear of the boat as quickly as possible, swim, and then try not to die. Um, now then, here we go. So we need to talk about this fucking bit of wood. It's infamous now, but I think it's I think it's just a mad sort of maybe the edit is too quick the feeling in the cinema screening I remember it so clearly it was complete confusion you could hear people murmuring that's a problem why is it it's now watching it again there's a moment where Jack does also try to get on it and it tips over so it's obvious it doesn't support both their weight Hmm. but it's such it felt like it looks like it could because it's ginormous that's the problem yeah and maybe we just needed a bit more handhold. I mean, this film is not complicated, so maybe we needed a bit more handholding that this piece of wood doesn't hold two people. Because I remember people smaller like, piece of wood. Just get on it. Just get on it. Just it's, get on it. And just everyone's a, just going. Just small, get on it. You just need a smaller piece of wood. And don't you? he's not got. She's got a life belt on. Finally, she doesn't wear one for ages, which yeah. is only because she doesn't look good in one because they're massive. But she's got one on. Wouldn't that provide him with some warmth as well? He's just holding on. He's just got his body. Could she not give him the life belt? Hopefully keeps him a bit warmer. I did look into this stuff. Um, Mythbusters did it a few years ago. Oh, lovely. And it was quite funny. They had James Cameron sort of guest on it, just sort of being rude to them, um, as he would. Um, And so the two... I don't really watch Mythbusters. These two blokes go out to a bit of water. And, I mean, they're bigger than... Kate Winslet and Leonardo DiCaprio, but they're doing it and they're not having any success, but they finally have success by taking their life vests off and putting them underneath. Oh, that's so clever. And that keeps it floating. But you're saying Jack doesn't have a life vest, so they can't put two underneath. No. But here they put two underneath and that they said that would keep you afloat. James Cameron, I couldn't be bothered to... look for it any further because I don't care no Um, but he said that he for one of the re-releases I mean this is very James Cameron for one of the re-releases he got some money together and they did a proper experiment of it getting people the same size in the same clothes in the same conditions and he said they he's confirmed that they would survive and I'm sure there's footage of this I couldn't bother to look for it Um, but that doesn't matter. What matters is what we as viewers are seeing. Of and we're course. seeing a bit of wood that's too big. Yeah. And for, it looked, for, our, for our eye. It stopped. People were like, is she selfish? What is she doing? Is she trying to kill him? And, and Kate Winslet has been vocal. I mean, she's obviously having a laugh, but on Graham Norton and various chat shows, people asking her the question. She's like, yeah, I don't know what was going on. I should have let him on. There was enough room for us. So she's sort of come out against the film. <laughs> yeah. Effectively. I also think it's a, I know it's been set up earlier. I think it's a mistake to have a script decide to make the surviving woman she's holding Jack's hand but he's dead and she says I'll never let go yes. and then what literally is that? let's go of it I mean like, what's the point is find it... another way of saying I'll never forget 
I'll, I'll always be with I'll you. I'll never let go, I promise, and she lets go of him and he sinks. Is, is that her <laughs> saying, I'll never let go of your memory? Yeah. Does she need to say that then? But it's, because it's, it's, sounding it's, like, it's sounding quite literal here. It's a comical moment. I'll never let... Bye. <laughs> <laughs> so Cal survives. The um, point- sorry, uh, she. she um, I, what I like about this, this is see, this is good writing. This is someone who knows what they're doing. Is that she can't call out, and so she finds someone else oh, with I a whistle, like that, gets yeah. over, gets the whistle. So it gives her agency. She literally yeah. rescues herself. It's yes. not just a woman going. I'm at the damsel in distress. Yeah, that's it's so clever, and, and it's, it's such a little really thing. Really well acted. It's super tense. Yeah. You do believe for a minute. It's not going to work. They're f- they've gone They're yeah. far away. Yeah, yeah. And pulling a whistle off a corpse is never yes. fun. Like it's a good moment. Yeah, yeah. You're right. You and Griffith comes back for her. I do like that um, because she will be presumed dead. The, the important point is, I don't know what happens to her mum, but Rose will get to disappear and start again because yes. well, she's changed her name. She changes her name to I, Dawson. I, Dawson. Oh, I mean, obviously, and that's, why, and that's why they didn't believe at the start of the film that, that this was a Rose from the boat because yeah. there's no record of her. Do you? Am I reaching when it's what? like she's she's there at the end scene, old Rose? Uh, sorry. Vintage rolls, and she's got the diamond, the necklace in her pocket, and she's like, "Oh yeah, shit, he gave me that before." She's in New York, not a penny to her name, no name, and she doesn't ever sell the necklace. She's got nothing. Uh, yeah, but just I thought, oh, what she? The reason she doesn't sell it is because then it'll be a link back to Cal, and he'll know she's alive, and he'll come and get her. Sure, maybe. Sure, but Sh- probably not. Sure, but it's yeah, it's not. It's it's not Jack's diamond, is it? It's got, really got nothing to do with Jack. Well, I'll come back to that. Yeah. So back to the present day. Brock is just so moved by Rose. He'd never let it in before. He was sort of mindlessly pursuing the money. Now, yes. my notes here say, Alex, do you know about the alternative ending? Chris, do you know about the alternative ending? Uh, no. Okay. I only found out about it about a year ago. I mm. just didn't know. And it's it's a little bit a case of the internet trying to spin something out of very little. Because I was like, <gasps> alternative ending? What's this? It's very silly. But this ending is is no, you know, this I don't like this. No one likes this ending, I don't think. No. So the ending as is, Rose, it's a private moment. Rose goes out to the aft, I'm going to say, knowing loads about ships, goes onto the deck and she goes, Oh, <laughs> and then lobs the necklace into the sea. The point being that no one can claim it. You can't own a piece of the Titanic or a piece of it in that way. And also that there are more things in life than money. And it means her heart will go on. Because it's a heart shape and she's about to die or something. It's only different in that the other ending, which was shot and you can see it and it's on YouTube and all the rest of it. She's dangling the necklace and Brock and the granddaughter come running out and are like, lady, don't drop the necklace. And she's like, I'll do it. God damn it, I'll do it. And they're like, don't. And then she gives a speech, which actually I think would work, which is more or less, there are more things in life than money. This won't make you happy or the rest of it, blah, blah, blah. And into the sea it goes. So, fine whatever I mean I think both of them are not ideal and I'll come back to it in my change but it's not so much the message it's the it's the the token the necklace is the wrong thing because it's it's not Jack's necklace that's what I said yeah it's got nothing to do with him it's got nothing to do and and and, yeah this scene has got nothing to do with Brock either no and the message that you said that she says in her speech we've got that yeah I I get that it's not about the money you've you've done enough so I think you know again the squeak is annoying uh, and she squeaks again in the other version. So I don't like that. And then we see all her photographs. So yeah. all the things that Jack said they were going to do. Mm. We'll go horse riding, the fairground. We'll, you know, ride horses on the beach. It's a life well lived. Yeah, she did all of those things. Mm. And then I do think, and has have always thought, she dies. 
She's reunited with Jack. Everyone else we saw die on the Titanic, although a lot of people did die, but characters that we would remember having seen their death, so mm. the captain, Mr. Andrews, she, I think she knew she was going to die. That's when she, she wanted all her stuff with her, her dog with her, all the rest of it. And it's actually quite a nice ending. And he's done a good job in that it doesn't belittle the life she had without him. She had a really happy life without Jack and she had a nice partner and she had loads yeah. of kids. But that is, it makes, you, it makes it feel, I'm going to sound like such an idiot, like heaven, because heaven has no time and no place and no age. And so, you know, she probably exists in heaven in all those places, all those memories at once. And this is, it's not her favourite memory. It's just a very big, important memory. So mm. she inhabits that memory. Heaven when she is passes. the place where everyone you know died. Yes, that's right. And heaven is also a place on earth, mm. more importantly. And that's the end of the film, I think, unless you stay for like 25 <laughs> minutes of Celine Dion, which I didn't. How did he give it a happy ending? It's mental. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> um, yeah, Kate Winslet and Gloria Stewart both believed that Rose died at the end. Yeah. They I think it's fine that. if you don't think she does, but I think it just adds a little bit of... Well, then what is that scene if she doesn't die, I suppose? A dream. Yeah. A lovely dream. It's just a tacked on happy ending. I wonder if Brock, if she had lived, he'd be like, I'm not sending you home for free, by the way, because three years of my life and all this money and you've just lobbed all that money off the side of the ship. P.S. I know where it is, so I'm just going to go get it. Yeah. Yeah, I'll just get it in the morning. Don't worry about it. Uh, all right. You got my chance. Um, so, yeah, we didn't mention the PCP. Oh my God, I forgot When they were the shooting PCP. in Nova Scotia, uh, PCP P was put in the soup that James Cameron and a bunch of people ate uh, one night of the shoot. More than 50 people had to go to the hospital. People were really messed up by this and they never found out who did it. That is craziness. I mean, what an unexpected piece of trivia that was this week. It's a cracking piece. Um, <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, I think, I think there is an issue here with him not including the SS California. Right. Because it's important to this story. Um, you know, we, it's, it's, I mean, it may, I guess it, it causes confusion because we're still scratching our head as to why they didn't do anything. And he's already got two ships. He's got the present day ship, the underwater ship. Well, he said he didn't include, I mean, it is the important part. If you're telling the story of the Titanic, it's an important aspect of it. He said, I didn't use it because it focuses you back onto that world. If Titanic is powerful as a metaphor, as a microcosm for the end of the world, then that world must be self-contained. The omission of the boat was not a compromise to mainstream filmmaking, but about emphasis, creating an emotional truth to the film. Okay. I don't know. Fine. I don't know. Um... So, yeah, it became the most successful film of all time. It did. Um, Isn't it the, like, the third highest grossing film of all time still? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, there'll probably be more re-releases and it'll probably make more money. That's um, right. uh, but what was interesting about the success of this film was that it didn't have a big opening weekend and oh. it didn't have a big weekend after that. Okay. It just made the same amount of money every week. <laughs> oh, I thought it was, it was a sleeper hit. <laughs> it's uh, a real word of mouth. Well, what, what would you, I don't know what the word is for that, but it just didn't go away for months. And so its highest grossing single day was on Valentine's Day 1998, yes. which was eight weeks after it had come out, right? which is incredible. And, you know, you wouldn't get that today. It made $13 million that day. Wow. But yeah, so it just, Stuck, I mean, it stuck around for nearly a year, but a good six months it was in the top ten. Amazing. Yeah, it was, and, it, and the, the 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 ultimate word of mouth because it didn't get amazing reviews. Just the ultimate word of mouth. You have to see this film. Isn't that such an odd thing to think about now? Because films that cost a lot of money now 
they unless no is that true i'm just thinking of like marvel films there's so much behind the marketing like it's absolutely everywhere mm. and you know obviously the other two highest grossing films of all time made a shit ton of money but there are some very expensive flops so the i don't know like this was the most expensive film ever made though so yeah. it, it had it couldn't have had a bigger marketing budget i think it's just a, you know it's quality like this summer, Oppenheimer. Yes. You know, it cost a lot of money, had a big marketing budget, but it, it made nearly a billion dollars, which is mad yeah. because people said, you, no, you've got to see yeah. this one. And Barbie. So uh, let's do the bits. What's your best scene? You know, for me, it's the technical stuff in this film that gets me more than the romance. Sorry to say that, Vicky. Um, and so the, bro- the boat breaking in two and the people falling, seeing that in a cinema was unlike anything I'd ever seen. That's what I'm telling people to go and see it for, is you're not going to believe your eyes for an hour. Not this soppy romance that I don't really buy into. Um, It's just the visuals of this putting you there and then. It's horrifying, but it is unbelievably uh, affecting and just fascinating. Uh, Mine is uh, Let's Have a Shag in a Vintage Car, which I don't normally pick the sex scene because despite my fucking pretend attitude, I'm actually quite... Uh, reserve. <laughs> no, I just, it was shocked me to the roots of my hair when I was a youngster. When you watch it now, it's absolutely hilarious. Now, you could be fucking in a sauna and you wouldn't work up a sweat like that. But I've also noticed that in Kate, on Kate Winslet's face, they're like, it needs to be steamy, it needs to be sweaty, these two have been really at it. But they've wiped her face sort of from the cheeks forward so she doesn't look too disgusting. But she's got like rivers of sweat either side of her face. I just love it. I thought it was pornographic, honestly, when I first saw it. And I still think it's very shocking. And I'm just pleased for them. To see that at the age I was, was like wowzers, mctrousers. It was a big deal. So that's my favourite scene. The sexy? The sexy. I nearly picked the boat splitting in two, but... I know. I'm just. I'm just. I can, that's just. That's I can my point you to direction. Some better sense. I, I, I don't. You don't see you anything. <laughs> I can point someone's with dick. I don't want to see that. Yuck. What's your most valuable? Whatever though. Uh, it is James Cameron, but I had a special mention uh, for Charles uh, Lofin. Right. Uh, Charles Jofin, even. Uh, so yeah, who was your uh, MVW on Monday? Oh, brilliant! Yeah, that's his name. <laughs> uh, uh, do you want to hear a little bit about him? I do. The baker appears in the film, helping Rose stand up after she falls, following her and Jack to them. Blah blah blah. According to the real Jofflin's territory testimony, he rode the ship down and stepped into the water without getting his hair wet. <laughs> He also admitted to hardly feeling the cold, most likely thanks to alcohol. Um, yeah, lovely stuff. And actually, there's one other person who um, is kind of a character in uh, both of these films, although it doesn't really get a name. It's just someone that's used as an example for how to put a life vest on or someone's pointed at or something. Uh-huh. That is based on Violet Constance Jessup, who was used like this on the Titanic. She was a passenger on the Titanic. Um she survived the sinking of the Titanic. Uh, she then survived the sinking of the uh, the Olympic. She survived three sinkings. Oh my god! Don't get on a ship with Violet Jessup. She became she quite famous going for that. Back on boats. <laughs> <laughs> That's wild. Yeah. Uh, my MVW is also James Cameron. It's a very bloody long film, and being generous, I would say they're cookie cutter characters. But I think it's really well paced. I do root for Jack and Rose. I do find it quite frightening, very moving, quite erotic, as I've admitted to. Mm. I do love it. So just thank you, James Cameron. I love this film. And what would you change? 
Um, Tarantino it. Have the poor overthrow the rich. <laughs> and so the poor survive, the rich die. And I want Jack to use Cal as a canoe. Um, I think I think you were half saying it. I, I wrote down seconds after she chucks that stone in the water. Paxton should just, his equipment should be able to find it. Just grab it straight Hold away. on. I, yeah, mate, I, I can see in the water. That's mine now. Um, or, you know, I mean, old Rose, give the, di- you're dying. You know you're dying yeah. because you brought your luggage. Yes. Give the diamond to your daughter. Yeah. And dive in there to be with Jack. Wow. That's how you die. Yeah. Okay. What with stones in her pockets, kind of thing. Like, just, I mean, she's quite old, isn't she? Maybe. It's cold. Yeah. Oh, it is famous. She's 100 years old. <laughs> <laughs> and she hates cold water. Yeah. We've established that already. And then, and then it makes sense that I'm, I know what I'm seeing then. It's her death dream. Watery grave. Yeah. Well, mine's about the ending as well. I don't love the ending. Never have. Uh, the wood is confusing. But it's about the necklace. Because the necklace was a gift from Cal, this watery grave for that Jack is in. He doesn't need the necklace. It wasn't a thing between them. So if the message is about money will not make you happy, the you know, the real treasure in life, <clears throat> etc. You seek treasure in all the wrong places, Mr. Lovett, all of that. Yeah. What it's a bit dull, but Rose can show Brock on the little robot thing where the necklace is. But it's quite clear for whatever reason, <clears throat> excuse me, that to go in and get it will kill him. So he has to decide, do I want to die for this thing or do I not want to die? Yep. She gets to give him a monologue about it. He chooses not to die because he's got enough without having that. And so they leave the necklace where it belongs, which is down in the sea, yep. before it causes more misery. Yeah, that's I like it. it. I do too. Great um, stuff. That's it. Now, which it's time for the verdict. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! So I'm just going to... Take the reins for a minute. I'll be first and I'll be quick. I do wish I'd seen a night to remember before I saw Titanic, but A, that's literally impossible. And I and B, I didn't. So to me, it is a poor version of Titanic, and so of course Titanic is my winner. Okay. Um I thought I knew what I was voting for going into this. Okay. Uh I don't like feeling like I'm being manipulated when I watch a film, even though the best ones do a really good job of it. Yeah. Um, I don't like chucking a dumb and unconvincing love story into Titanic. Was the story... So you've disagreed with me, but I've written, was the story Titanic not dramatic enough for you? No, it wasn't. I think it is. <laughs> um, I don't like making it entertainment like this. I don't like it being romanticised. It feels a bit disrespectful and tasteless. Um... I thought I was going to vote for Titanic, but A Night to Remember is understated and dignified, which is much more my speed, and I found it much more affecting. And I think it's more interesting that it's a film about hubris rather than a fictional woman's fictional love for a fictional man. <laughs> and so for that reason, yeah, I'm, I've changed my mind. I'm going for A Night to Remember. Oh, I love that. That's tracks perfectly. And I thought I was going to do Titanic because but I was literally going it for for the technical for the technical stuff. Yeah. Cuz the romance uh, there's there's just romances I like better in this including Romeo and Juliet starring Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> so, uh we need Alex's vote. Okay. Trouble is he never sent it to me. I think we could guess. I think I'll be honest with you. Um he probably hasn't even watched the night to remember, let's be honest. No. He always goes for the bangs and whistles. He likes the big effects. Yeah. He loves James Cameron. Uh, Alex has voted for Titanic yeah. unless 
Uh, you check our Twitter and I say he hasn't. <laughs> <laughs> and he's livid. But the smart money is on him uh, voting for Titanic. So it's a win for Titanic. Yay. But we do have to double check. Yay. <laughs> Brilliant. Great. All right. Uh, on to next week then. And uh, the clue I gave you was uh, Siege Mentality. Yeah. And that's because the films we're doing are the original Assault on Precinct 13. Yeah. That is John Carpenter's Assault on Precinct 13 and Green Room. That is the movie Green Room. So, yeah, go watch them. Uh Fill your boots. And <laughs> we're done. So um, well, I haven't written an outro, Vicky. Would you like to take it away? What do we normally say? Thanks for listening. Yeah. Uh, please subscribe. Yeah. Because that was really helpful. It we, is. We love that. Yeah. We love watching those numbers. Uh, no more feedback. Fanuary is a thing. but we Fanuary. Forgot, forgot about it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, show at clashpod.com. Tell us two films you'd like to see us do. Give us a reason why. It makes it better. We can read out your reasoning. Yeah. We can I, talk I, about I, that. Sometimes Alex says, have a good weekend. I think, it, I think that's better when he says it sounds really insincere when I say it. That's it. We're but done. you might not be listening to it on a Thursday, so I'm it's not going to say have a good weekend. It's pretty stupid thing to Just say, yeah. have a good life. Sure. Um, <laughs> be good. Yeah, be good. Be good to yourselves and each other. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, thanks for listening. I love you. Oh. <laughs> Goodbye. That's so beautiful. Yeah, my heart will go off. Clash of the Titles is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network.